When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Shop weekly sales and get personalized coupons to get the most value out of every trip, every time, whether you shop in-store or online. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan. I am your host, and today is a podcast swap. So I want to share with you guys another episode where I was a guest on someone else's podcast. And today's episode, I was on Adderall and Compliments, which is hosted by Annabelle DeSisto, who I actually met on the Adam Carolla podcast back when my season of The Bachelor had just finished. And Annabelle and I were guests on there to recap the season and talk about my time on the show and she was just like hilarious and I absolutely loved her and uh, then she has her own podcast Adderall and Compliments where she covers different uh, Bravo shows and pop culture and sex and dating and she talks a lot about her mental health as well on her podcast Um, and she actually used to be a writer for Joan Rivers on Fashion Police and it's just like all around funny and great and I loved recording this episode with her. We were really light and funny and then we got (laughs) a bit deep. I feel like I got a little bit in the zone. Uh, We talked about self-confidence and, um, you know, how to cope with social media when it's being really negative and how to just deal with like your own negative self-talk, a little bit of bachelor talk in the beginning. And of course, another reason why I love Annabelle, she is also a cat mom. So we definitely bonded over being cat moms. So I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode with Annabelle on Adderall and Compliments and hope that you guys check out her podcast as well afterwards for some other content because she is just really, really great and I want to support her pod. And um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, kittens. Welcome to Adderall and Compliments. I'm Annabelle, and today I am with Taylor Nolan, who is one of my favorite mental health counselors. And trust me, I have been through many, so that is saying something. You know her from The Bachelor, and she was oh, she was on Nick the Low Talker season. Mm-hmm. You know her from Bachelor in Paradise. She's the host of the podcast, Let's Talk About It, which is a brilliant name. Thanks. But most importantly, she is a cat mom. Yes. Taylor, thank you for doing this. Yes, thank you so much. Um, th- I mean, honestly, you touched on the most important part of my identity, which is being a cat mom. So thank you. I mean, I tried to like fluff it up a little bit, yeah. but that's everyone... really the heart of who I am, though, is a cat mom. That's all. I, I don't want to say. I don't want to be right, but that's all I see when I look at you. Yeah. I think. I think, <laughs> which so is much. which is the best thing to be known for. <laughs> no, it entirely is. I agree, a hundred percent. So, like, I all the kittens were very excited that I was having you on, and I was like, "Yep, send questions," and I was like. I didn't want to, I don't mm-hmm. want to lead them. You know, I didn't want to yeah. force them, but I want to be like mostly cat questions. Yes. That's what, yes. that's Honestly, what I'm, I've, I've done a lot of cat work. I've done a lot of cat rescue. So I do have a lot of cat stories. And like, she share. is one of my, you are one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. Cause it's very, oh. it's, the stories are very heavily cat centered, which yeah. is really important mm-hmm. to me. 
Yeah. Granted, there's also a lot of stuff that I'm not into, like you being healthy and you being outside. And a lot of vegetables and people generally hate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. a lot about you being healthy and out and meeting people yes. with friends and dating. It's like, I, I can't relate yeah. to that, but yeah. the cat thing I can relate to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, now I told you at the beginning of this that I mm-hmm. have to ask you these bachelor questions. <laughs> Uh, Because I genuinely do want to know because Mm -hmm. I am obsessed with TV, like obsessed, Mm -hmm. spend minimum 13 hours a day watching it. Like Mm -hmm. if reality TV had been like a subject in school. Yes. You would be an expert. (laughs) I would have graduated Harvard. Yeah. Like I could, you know, I could have done really, really important things if TV were not around. I could, I could have been the person to cure cancer, but unfortunately Bravo and E had Mm -hmm. to exist and that, Mm -hmm. you know, that mission is now somebody else's. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, I do have so many reality show questions. Now you were on, you were on The Bachelor Mm -hmm. and people probably know that season best with, okay, for Nick... Did you know you were going to be competing for a man with curly hair? Did you know that when you auditioned? Um, I want to say when I auditioned, no. But once I had already agreed to be on, they announced him after. And then I was like, you know, I thought he was attractive. He has a beard. Beards are my thing. Um, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. And I'm like, yeah. beards are also my thing. Yeah. But we mean it in two totally different ways. You mean... <laughs> facial hair and I'm like beards are my thing because yeah. I always fall in love with gay men mm-hmm. and then I end up being their beard but yeah and I was just like god the beards and the cats <laughs> I'm like where do you end and I begin I'm like oh because you are 15 yeah. years younger than me <laughs> um that's how we differ yes because uh, <laughs> we're at we work we're at a we work space and I'm like it literally looks like a we work like bring your daughter to uh work day. well it doesn't help that like I'm wearing overalls I look like a child like whenever I wear my hair curly and like no makeup I literally look like I'm an actual child, like a 12-year-old. And I get that when I'm much older, it'll be so great and I'll love it. I was just saying, like, I know you've already done a lot of TV, like, TV work, but have you considered working on How to Catch a Predator as the bait? <laughs> Honestly, I... I because I you would, ki- like... <laughs> I'm not sure if it's on ABC, if it's on the same network. I don't know if you're contracted to... <laughs> The I don't same know, but one if anyone listening works on the show, you know, I'd be, she's I'd be great perfect. <laughs> she literally looks like an American girl doll, like come to life. It's um, amazing. Okay, so when you auditioned for this, because audi- auditions like the right word, right? Yeah, I guess. I don't know if I'm using that the wrong way. As somebody who moved here to audition for things and it never happened, I have now kind of lost the concept of is that auditioning? Is it just yeah? So I'd say mine was like a little bit different. Um, it was basically like a online um, application and it was just like your demographic information and a photo. So that was all I submitted. Were you like a fan of The Bachelor before? So yeah, I had watched several seasons of my family. It was kind of like a thing that me and my mom would watch and torture my stepdad to watch. And um, of course, I would have a lot of commentary on it, you know? And my stepdad, when we were watching JoJo's premiere, he was just like, oh my God, Taylor, you've got to go on. You'd be so good on this. You know, they, they do the uh, commercials. Like, if you're interested in being oh, on yeah. the after abc.com slash casting and so i was like oh my god like he won't leave me alone about it so i was like fine like this is like the least amount of effort i have to put in like that's my thing anything that's the least amount of effort yeah i was like i'm not doing like a video i'm like just no so i was like 
okay, I'll let you know, you know, where I live, what my background is. And you're in Seattle, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so I'm in Seattle and then literally the next day they called me and were like, oh, you know, we have this uh, event coming up in Seattle for casting and would love for you to come into the calls. We can meet you. And then I was like, okay, this is weird. (laughs) And went with a girlfriend and then they handed me the manila envelope and were like, here's more paperwork. You know, we're going to continue. And then once they handed me that, like they had like picked me out in line and there were like hundreds of girls there. I remember I used to work, I used to intern for a radio station um for mm-hmm. KISW which is like a, a station in Seattle and one of my things was like girl like girl on the street where I would do, go and do terrible interviews yeah. I guess I'm still <laughs> I'm still doing terrible interviews just now in a wee workspace and not outside yeah. um but I had to go to a, like a bachelor it was like a bachelor audition mm-hmm. um so all the girls were in line and yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, they did not like my, qu- they weren't, they weren't <laughs> fans of me. They were, they weren't like in the cut of my jib. Um, I mean, it's a particular kind of person though, that, that goes into the casting and is like, anticip like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, anticipate. Oh, anticipate, like, or I want to be like, listen, that, if that you're like, anxious and like, uh, excited and like have a lot of eggs in this basket and that yeah. are like passionate literally they're like i have very few eggs the older i get like all of my (laughs) that are literally like i need to go on this because of eggs um so that that was not it for me um and i i can imagine that that population of girls did not respond well to your question yeah i want to be like um i'm trying to like help you if you need to get like way more familiar with dealing like with very annoying loud obnoxious girls because if you can't deal with me for five minutes Mm -hmm. How are you going to deal with this? How I was trying to yeah. do like, yep. give them a little training, give mm-hmm. them a little boost, and like, yeah. listen, why wait? Just go to the Wetzel's Pretzels. Why wait in this mm-hmm. line if you're not? If you can't handle this, then yeah. you are in the wrong. Mm-hmm. So they gave you as soon as you got like the paperwork, like. Like, oh, yeah. I'm well, in. before even just when I was like in line, like the casting director like picked me out of line and was like Taylor, right? And I'm like, what? Who is this lady? And I was like, what in the world? And she was like, oh yeah, we're really looking forward to. And they were interview. like, put out an Amber Alert, and they're like, somebody's abducting. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember my girlfriend was like, oh, like this is serious. Like the fact that she just knew who you were and like came up to you and did and your I, girlfriend want to apply? No. Not at all. She was getting ready to move to Germany. Um, so she's in Germany now. Um, That's how I would feel if I had to go to, to <laughs> yeah. a bachelor audition with my friend and they chose her and been like, well, I'm moving to Germany. I didn't even want this. Part of me, I've, if I remember correctly, I was like, Casey, are you sure you don't want to like, why don't like you just apply too? And then like, you can come with me. And she's like, I'll go with you. But like, no shot in hell am I applying for this shit. And I was like, okay, yeah, I don't blame you. Wow. That's a bet. <laughs> when somebody chooses to go to Germany instead of, that shows you how bad <laughs> I mean, like, like, I'd rather, no, I'm going to go to Russia. Yeah. Was it Jojo? No, not Jojo season. I guess it was, yeah, it was Ben's season where like the, the mail order bride was in there. And I'm like, you know, she, and I'm like, you are really putting your. I think I know who you're referring to. And I was like, that's, you're working to get to America. Listen, it's like, you have to come and pretend to make out with that baked potato. Okay, so I want to take one little break here um, to share with you guys. You guys know that I I really like everything plant-based, like from my skincare to what I'm eating, but it doesn't stop at that. I also go to the point of my sheets because when you think about it, we spend a lot of time on our sheets. So the material that 
that, that we're sleeping on. It's actually very important. Um, so I'm really happy to have partnered with Eucalypso. Uh, they make ultra soft sheets from 100% organic eucalyptus fibers that are sustainably milled. They're like the perfect balance of soft, breathable, gentle on the skin, really perfect for a good night of sleep. Um, and I sometimes actually get sensitive skin on my face if I'm not, you know, properly washing it as well. <laughs> but that actually like the cotton fibers um, in sheets can actually like trap bacteria and odor and then they can actually cause the breakouts. So eucalyptos, eucalyptus sheets are actually hypoallergenic, which provide a clean sleeping environment and helps prevent acne. So their products are actually dermatologist recommended, um, which I mean... <laughs> Just it's amazing what what can happen when you actually switch to things being plant based and how many things you can kind of see like uh, clear up you know fi- literally when it comes to your skin and, and figuratively just to your mind space and how your how your home can feel um, so I highly highly recommend checking them out um, they make their eucalypso sheets uh, like I said sustainably milled in Austria in small batches and ninety nine percent ninety nine point nine sorry percent of their materials are recycled and reused in their production process, which helps protect the environment as well. So they they literally have like the most eco-friendly sheets in the market. So definitely check them out. You can find them at eucalyptohome.com. And then right now, if you go to eucalyptohome.com and use promo code Taylor, you can take 15% off with free shipping on your entire purchase. Again, that's eucalypso, E-U-C-A-L-Y-P-S-O, home.com, and use promo code Taylor for 15% off with free shipping on your entire purchase. So I hope you guys check them out and we can get back to the show. How long is it before, like when you're, when they tell you you've got in, like when you got in until you actually go? Um, so all of it for me happened really quickly. It was like mid June that I went in for the casting and then it was about August that it was kind of like, okay, you know, I'm signing the paperwork and this is a thing. And then filming happened mid September. So it was like a very quick thing. No, you're, and you're a mental health counselor. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I'm I am terrible with like the labels and uh, yeah. degrees and stuff, and I'm like, what's Fraser Crane? Were you Fraser? <laughs> like that's how I like yeah. So uh, no, you're right, you're right. It's um. So I'm a licensed mental health counselor associate. So I'm working towards hours in Washington State for full licensure, um, and then I have a I'm an NCC as well, which is like a nationally certified counselor, which doesn't. It's just a thing. Well, I am certifiably not <laughs> mentally healthy. So I guess we're both certified mental, just in different ways. Um, but I'm asking you that because because you do know a lot about this stuff mm-hmm. and you are very intelligent, plus you have working eyes and ears. So you've seen the show. Yeah. Were any of your friends being like, okay, no, you got through, but like, we're really worried about you doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, so most people were like very excited about me doing it, like very supportive. Or did they think you were like an undercover mole of like you're doing like, <laughs> you're doing you're like, like a secret really story. She's not really on as like an actual contestant. She's doing some like undercover work. Um, no, I mean, I'm seeing like real crazies up close. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, for me, it was like, it's, I mean, honestly, the whole concept of the show itself is a bit of a social experiment. So for me, it was like, oh, this will be, you know, really cool to kind of get like a firsthand look at like how all the dynamics play out, like not only just between like cast, but between cast and the lead and then like the cast and the production and like just to be able to see all these different dynamics. I was like, this will be fucking fascinating to see. 
and like just observe. And that I think was one of my biggest downfalls on my season was that like I was much more in the role of observer than I was of being like an actual participant. Um, so I wasn't as subjective as I should have been. And I was like trying to be more objective. And it was just like, no, nah, like this is not the real world. Like you're literally on a reality TV show. Like get it together, bitch. And in I mean, my head, when, I mean, did you feel like, were you there for the right reasons? <laughs> I definitely feel like I was there for the right reasons. Did you feel um, like you were definitely not there to make friends? Like, that's my favorite thing when people... I don't think she's here for the right reasons. And I'm, I'm like, um... like, no, like, I'm here to make some friends, but also, like... I'm like, no, I'm here for a FabFitFun uh, <laughs> sponsorship. And if things, like, closely go well, a, a spot on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. I would think the wrong reason to be there and been like, who's actually here yes. to genuinely, like... Mm-hmm. Fine, like think this person is the love of my life. I've been like, I think you're here for the wrong reasons. Yeah, that's why you're here. But I'm like, oh no, if you're here for <laughs> to get some like detox tea, like <laughs> post, then you're absolutely here for the right reasons. Yeah, right. Um, not at all a fan of the detox tea. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's really weird because I think there were definitely some people like uh, in the seasons before me that were doing that kind of stuff. But I feel like in my season it like social media became like very, very big during my season. Um, and like just seeing the impact that that had with the girls. So I had no clue going into it. Like I didn't think, first of all, black girls don't usually go very far on the show and I'm, people don't think I am, but I'm half black. Um, I, my ethnicity is very vague. Was it your season or the season before where it was like during the um, reunion, there was the, no, I think it was JoJo's. Never mind. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so like already I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to last very long because I don't know if he's even down with women of color or like if that would even be like genuine. So I already in my head was kind of like, I'm either going to stay a really long time because I think I've, you know, worked really hard on myself and I think I got good things going for me. I think I'm a decent package and why wouldn't he like me? Um, and then the other side of me was like, nah, like I, I could probably go home like fairly early because I could definitely not be what he's looking for. So I, I wasn't, I was just kind of looking at the whole thing as like, this is going to be quite an experience. I have no idea what's going to come out of it. Like love could come out of it. It could just be a bunch of great friendships. It could be a lot of hate. It could be a lot of love. It was just kind of like, this will be a real experience and challenging myself to be vulnerable with everything. When I, cause I met you, I met you very briefly, like, a, like yeah. two years ago, we both did um, a bachelor podcast, like mm-hmm. a recap podcast. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that you said has haunted me <laughs> since... <laughs> What is that? <laughs> I mean, really, as like all those movies, how it's like a ghost child. Yeah. Like that's the, yeah. the literal size and uh, memory that I have of what you said haunted me to this day of that you weren't allowed to have your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No music, no TV, no phone. And do you know that all like the weeks going into it or they tell you like as you're like going into that fucking like hideous like hacienda um which i have been there once which is the saddest thing ever i had to be a lighting stand-in for for like (laughs) bad girls club seven oh my god and i was like a fill-in for like pumpkin or like her name was some type of food and i had to i was What's that? Bad Girls Club, like with Tanisha, that was one of my favorite seasons. Oh, yeah. I didn't even get a pop. I didn't even get to yeah, fill in for pop off, and like 
I would have been honored to be a fill-in for Tanisha. Oh my no, God. I was so insulted that I'm like, Pumpkin's too big of a star to even come and do her own fucking lighting. So I'm having to yeah, go. The fuck? I'm having to go around, and they're like, "Okay, uh, Annabelle, can you now go into? Uh, we need you to go into the boom boom room." Yeah, the boom boom room. Wait, uh, wait, wait. We need so- to test. We need to test the lighting for boom. So, <laughs> so wait, Bad Girls Club was filmed in the Bachelor Mansion. For well, a I don't know about original. I'm Bad Girls Club Seven. Seven. You know, okay, so yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel yeah. like it loses. You know, mm-hmm. I have credibility it for a while. as it goes on. You know, as all great franchises do. Yeah. Um. So like. I've been in that hideous casa <laughs> once, but I didn't know like if yes. they if you're just going in and they're like, oh, and by the way, yeah. you're going to be Amish for a month. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do win, like, what's the longest they say you're going to be gone for? Um, I believe it's about it was about two months that you'd be away for. So yeah, I mean, and if, two if human months, like not two dog months, like mm-hmm. two really, yeah. And you About know you're, you're going to be without any technology yep. and they don't let you have books. You, you No, you can have books. Yeah. So like I had books, I had uh, journals, so I'd like write every day, which is honestly terrifying to go back and reread like parts of that journal. It's like, is oh, it just like, Lord. like at the end, is it just like giant circles? Like <laughs> what? <laughs> just a bunch of scribbling because I'm just like losing my shit. Or just like a bunch of like bodies with like the heads off. Like, oh my God. It's um, Chris Harrison hanging from a tree. Yeah. Um, it's, does he really do his little work in person? I want to know how much work Chris Harrison does. <laughs> not a lot. I mean, he's not, he's not on set a ton. Like he's literally, he'll be there to like give a little spiel and then he's gone. And that's it. He's not just like hanging around the mansion with us. <laughs> he's kicking it. Yeah. No, he's, he's definitely off doing his own thing. But yeah, I mean, you you know that going into it that you're not going to have phone, that you're not going to have TV, all this stuff. And for my season, it was really difficult because it was when like all the debates were happening for the 2016 election. So it was like, I'm missing some like serious life shit right now. And like, (laughs) I need to know things that are happening (laughs) in the world. (laughs) So that part was hard. And music, it was such a big thing for me. I mean, at least you weren't doing it when the election actually happened. Because if I was in a house and I was like protected from knowing that and I came out and been like, no, put me back in the house. This can't be real. Like, no, I just have to. They Nick must have slipped me something. I'm yep. not. This isn't real. Life. Yep, yep, <laughs> not reality. Please just run me over with the limo. <laughs> okay, time for a quick little break. Uh, I want to share with you guys a sponsor from the pod Grove, and they are one of my favorite like online places to shop because I'm very particular when it comes to like my household cleaning wear and like just any kind of home products uh, because I I definitely search for the more like organic, non-toxic brands, plant-based skincare, all of that. And Grove makes it so easy to find those kinds of products. Um, They have the best natural eco-friendly products online and then they all get delivered straight to my door. So it makes it a lot easier to make better, healthier choices for your family uh, with just one simple, easy click. One of my favorite brands that they have, they have Seventh Generation, which I use their laundry detergent and they have uh, Mrs. Myers, who's my uh, my dishwasher soap and my hand soap. <laughs> and it all just gets delivered straight to my door. So it makes it super, super easy. Um, and then new customers can actually get free cleaning sets um, in some limited edition scents of Mrs. Myers from uh, Lilac and Mint. Mint is actually my favorite one. Uh, so when you place your first order, you can get a free Mrs. Myers spring hand soap or dish soap. Um, 
all kinds of really great things that they offer. And I would definitely get the mint Mrs. Myers because it's uh, smells so good. Uh, so you guys can try Grove now before this exclusive spring offer runs out. Now is the time. Do that spring cleaning. It's going to be nicer out and you want your your home or your apartment to just feel nice and clean. And especially with that mint scent, it's going to be really nice. So for a limited time, my listeners get a three-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Meyer's Spring Scents, a free 60-day VIP membership, and a surprise bonus gift just for you when you sign up and place an order for $20 or more. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a really a good deal. Um, you guys can check out Grove and our special offer at grove.co slash Taylor. That's grove.co, not .com slash Taylor. Again, grove.co, not .com slash Taylor. Just make sure you check them out. Have non-toxic cleaning chemicals in your in your home and you will feel much, much better going into spring. So make sure to check them out, grove.co slash Taylor. And we can get back to the show. Um, what was your, because I don't remember you with a prop. Like, no, I basically said, hey, like I'm so excited to start this uh, experience with you, you know, all my girlfriends said I shouldn't come because you're an asshole, but <laughs> I look forward to you proving them wrong. <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, I mean, um, my mom. And then afterwards, you after, started out with the neg. That's good. Yeah, 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 for sure. It was like, let me put you in your place, you know, um, think you're hot shit, but, uh, did they you know. try to suggest, did the producers push, did they try to push you into a prop? Not really. Um, I was like, I couldn't really think of anything. I did joke about like, can I bring my cats? And I was like, I mean, I want to let him know what he's going to be in for for the rest of his life. So I'm going to be like, um, no, I want him to have to work up to that. And then like, you don't just get to like, like, I'm not just going to give up like literally pussy like right away. I mean, like, no, you need to earn this work for the pussy. Like you need to, Mm -hmm. like, I just can't have like random curly haired men coming in and out of my cat's lives. Number one, you look ridiculous. Number two, men, like you have to prove to me that you are not nearly as stupid as you you look, which is a lot. Hi. Yeah. Like I mm-hmm. just, oof. I, I mean, I would have been like, I'm like, please just let me bring my cat. Please just for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And then no, I'd be like, can I marry my cat? Either. Can I be like one of those people who like, yeah, that, that I, I would be okay with that. I'd be okay Were with you, that. was that shark dark, like dolphin Alexis, girls? Yeah. She looked so fun. Mm-hmm. No, Alexis is great. Love her. Um, one of my favorite things about our friendship on the season was that she was obsessed with my butt. Uh, cause I have like a bubble butt, like people like sleep on me a little bit, you know? And like, I have like a... literally on your butt or just like sleep on you. Like they don't, <laughs> they like, don't, they don't recognize. They don't see that coming. Okay. <laughs> um, but then there are definitely people that like find out and then they're like, whoa, I didn't know that. So like that was for like Alexis. She was like, oh my God. You I did like... not, those overalls are high or maybe I just did not see. Right. You're like, <laughs> um... no, this is, it's become now a problem. I, to be taken more seriously, it's... I need to wear my overall. Yeah. It's not like, I don't, you know, I don't know. And it's real, I... right? Yeah. No, my bud is very real. Um, but it's kind of like a little. Even if like it a... wasn't. And the last, literally the only thing real about me is my hair and like my purse. Everything else is like my boobs, my tan, my personality. Everything about me is fake. (laughs) Except for those two things. I had thought like when I was younger that I was like, oh, like I'm on the itty titty itty bitty titty committee and was like you know all oh, like maybe one day like I would want to get like bigger boobs and like now I'm just like embrace the small boobies you're beautiful anyway um but yeah like 
my butt, it's like a little bubble butt. And so Alexis would like, every time I would have time with Nick, I'd come back to the group and stuff. And she'd always be like, did he touch the bubble butt? <laughs> and I'm like, no, not yet. And she's like, oh, Taylor, I'm just waiting until he discovers the bubble butt. <laughs> she's like, next time, enter the date backwards. She's walking backwards. So he has no choice. <laughs> yeah. So that was my favorite that she was yeah. just like, Taylor. And like, Taylor, butt. you weren't alive during when this movie came out. But uh, in Ace Ventura, when he bends over and talks with his butt, that's what you should do. That should be your next intro yeah. with Nick. Should I do like a legally blonde, like bend and snap? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just keep dropping the rose. Yeah. And then like, I just, <laughs> I'm all thumbs today. Ah. What's happening? How yeah. is it? Because I'm sure everybody asks you like questions now about mm-hmm. this since like the that Unreal show came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much of it is like Unreal? Like, how much are the producers like Truman showing you? Like, so I've only watched a, once again a very up to date <laughs> reference. But you're just it's like it's like telling you like Harry Truman. It's I've, I've, I've only watched like one episode of that and it was right before I went on the show. So I was like, I can't watch this shit because it's going to traumatize me before I've even been traumatized by being on the fucking show. Yeah. Um, so I had only seen the one episode of it and I would say there's definitely a lot of behind the scenes that like the girls don't get to see. And there's a lot of like the lead is doing stuff that production is suggesting, you know, they definitely have certain characters that are formed and not to say that it's like people are acting like there's no script like no one's like telling me what to do but it's there are things obviously that are very suggestive and it's certainly a very manipulated environment do you have any like of the production that kind of like like comes to hang out with you or like talk to you privately no so no one's like they're not allowed to talk to us um there was one guy on paradise uh one camera guy who was like real hot like he was very hot and it was like such a distraction. Like I remember Jasmine was like, just like shout compliments at him all the time and try was to like, hit choky? on him. Was she yeah. the one who choked? Okay. Mm-hmm. And would just like try to hit on him like all the time. <laughs> and he would just like smile and like laugh. Cause like he's not really supposed to talk to us. And I remember like, he was just like, we'd like give each other eyes a little bit sometimes. And I was like, this is a distraction. I'm supposed to be in a relationship right now. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I would have the biggest problem. I would absolutely do like a gym from the office and just like yeah. anything I would just like look at the camera being like can you believe this like yeah. this yeah so no I mean most of the camera people like are very like they'll just talk to you about like micing you up and like that's about it like they don't like hang out it's very separate how much did they coach like Nick would like he have to start seeing like start mm. things over where like he would stumble and they're like no 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 say this like that is not ridiculous enough no, not really. I mean, there were things that, like, in the beginning when he's, like, nervous, you know, and he'll come in and be like, oh, like, you know, thanks so much, guys, whatever. We'd be like, oh, like, sort of, like, you need to... We're going to like, Nick, can you please speak English? Because no one can <laughs> understand you. Yeah, like, speak up. Uh, the best thing was that he would always say, with that being said... <laughs> that, that was how, how he would end, like... And you're like, actually, it speech. wasn't said. It was, you're like, it was mumbled. It was... Your words go out like mashed potatoes, where he's like... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with that... Yep, yep, basically. And he ended up with... Vanessa. Van- okay. Yeah. And she... She's she- from Montreal. She's a special ed teacher. I'm very close with her. She's like... Okay, I just remember her and like... From the she was like brunette and very skinny, mm-hmm. which I know that... Narr- you knew exactly who I was talking about right away when I say brunette and very skinny. Yeah, I don't think she would... Uh, she wouldn't consider herself very skinny. Um, or you're like, she would she, not consider herself brunette. Um, <laughs> she's brunette. But no, she like very much, like she's like much curvier than I am. 
And actually, that was one thing. Like, people, like, literally would give her shit about it and, like, would call, like, the oh, first really? episode. I don't remember her, like, be- but, like, I just remember her being really pretty and, like, brunette and had, like, not had kids, but, like. Likes kids a lot. Wants kids. Yeah. And I was just like, man, what's that? Like, just, ugh. Yikes. <laughs> ugh. Okay, time for a little bit of a break, and this is like some serious woman stuff, okay? I have always wondered like how fertile I am. I was on the pill from when I was 15 to 21, and now I've had a few years off of it, and I've always been curious, you know, people these days are waiting so much longer to have kids, and like getting pregnant is not always as easy as you might think it is. Um, and I've just always been curious and wanted to learn more about my body. So I'm really, really happy to have partnered with Modern Fertility. I literally today am on the third day of my period. So I'm going to take the um, the test. It's super easy. You just like prick your finger and then you get to like send off your blood results um, to very like safe certified labs. And then you get all this information back about your fertility at like a very affordable price uh, because getting any kind of like fertility test um, at the doctor's office would cost like upwards of $1,500 and Modern Fertility provides you this at-home test for just $159. And my favorite, favorite part about this is that not only do you get this information back about, you know, if you have more or less eggs than average, what you could expect from doing like in vitro or egg freezing, how your hormones relate to PCOS, um, just like overall this information about your general hormone health. Uh, you also then actually get to consult on that information. So you're not just like, okay, I have this. Now like, what does this even mean? Um, so they actually team you up with like fertility nurses and they have a weekly webinar or eggnar. <laughs> and you can like really get involved in this community with women just like you and really learn about um, your hormones. So I'm really excited. Like I'm literally taking this test pricking my finger before I go to bed tonight to send off the uh, lab results and I cannot wait to get them back. Um, So you guys can take the fertility quiz and get $20 off your first kit at modernfertility.com slash Taylor. Again, that's $20 off your first kit. You just take a fertility quiz and then they send you the box and then you do the little pricking of the finger and then you send it off and then you get your results back. It's super easy. You don't have to go into a doctor's office or any of that. So again, that's modernfertility.com slash Taylor. And I hope you guys really try this out because this is such important information and I will definitely share with you guys how mine comes out and we'll see. (laughs) But thank you so much Modern Fertility for being a sponsor for the pod and uh, we can get back to the show. Are you watching this season? No, I have not. I don't have cable in my apartment and I'm also just traveling. Why? (laughs) Just... (laughs) You know, there's Netflix, there's Hulu, there's um, apps. I steal other people's You're like, like I cable. have jobs in a life. And I just... Once again, I'm like, what's that like? <laughs> I just don't... Um, this season in particular, it feels like very unrelatable for me. And it's different. How so? Um, he's a virgin, which is like the whole storyline. And it's very Wait, he's whitewashed. he's a virgin? <laughs> you have know. you seen like an... Ep- are you like an episode ahead? Do they give like past cast members like insider info? They, I have heard that Colton is a virgin more than the Virgin Mary, more than 40 year old virgin. Like I, that's, yeah. 
So for me, it's just like, it's not my vibe really. Um, and I've only just recently got ba- got back into watching some reality TV, which is 90 Day Fiance because it's just fucking great. That is the saddest show I've ever seen. It's, yeah, no, it's really, really fucked up. It's really sad. And like, I, but it's so hard for me because after the show, like I can't watch reality TV the same because I don't want to judge people and I don't want to like be mean. Granted, I'm not like trolling them on Instagram, but like, as I watch, you know, there's just, reality TV brings out this like very visceral, like primal part of humanity where we're like so fucking mean. <laughs> oh yeah. Where it's, it's, I can't even imagine, which was one of my like questions for you. It was like, because people remember like, uh, cause I hate him because it was like you and Corinne. Like that was like what they really focused on. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, you're, you've never said anything like mean about her or anything to me. Like in the 10 minutes we've known each other, like before this. (laughs) Even Um, on the last podcast we were on together. No, you were still like so like delightful. And that's like when it was actually like airing. Yeah. And I was just like, listen, I'm the last person to, you know, attack somebody for being like a spoiled asshole from Florida who like, you know, lives yeah. off her dad, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's and pot and kettle. Wrong. But I'm just like, oh, no, 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 you're an asshole. <laughs> um, so I'm saying that, not you. She's not even implied that. She hasn't written it down on a piece of paper and like slid it to me. Yeah, no, not I, attacking anyone. Yeah, no, I yeah. think she was a dickhole. My words, not yours. Um, <laughs> but yeah. it's like how, because like you really got a shitty edit. Yeah. Like, which I hate she- saying and I hate like, because it's always, you know, people blame the edit and whatever. And, like, there are definitely parts that, like, I look back on, you know, and I'm like, yeah, like, I could have, like, done some things differently. And there are definitely, definitely things I would have done differently if I were to do it again. Um, or if I were to, like, be in another situation like that. But, um, yeah, I don't... <sighs> would you would have talked about having a nanny? No. You're like, that's the, that's no, where I, I went wrong, is I wasn't a 21-year-old girl talking about how I had a nanny. Yeah. She was older than me. Bless her heart. She, was, she came in with like a corn... Co- what was her thing? Like corn... Yeah. She had like... That's like her nickname. Okay. I was like yeah. going to say, I'm like, she had like team corn shirt, so I didn't remember yeah. like... Okay. It was something with, like with corn. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't like saying the edit thing because I think you know, certainly the things that were shown were real things that happened, but I think there's a lot of context that's missing. Um, like there were parts of, you know, our conversation where emotional intelligence was brought up that like, that was a two hour long conversation. And, and they isolate like, one. Yeah. And what, like, there are so many things that could have been shown to like, just be a more accurate picture of what happened. Like there was like a large part of that conversation where like literally I'm like apologizing to her. Like that's like manipulated and like gaslit the whole fucking conversation was where then like I was apologizing to her and like literally like crying being like, you know, I'm not at all trying to hurt your feelings. Like this is not at all what I'm saying. Like, and just there's so many different, and not to be like, oh, like, no, I'm nice. They should have showed that part. But like, there are legitimate like factual things that happen that they don't show that like make a big fucking difference. Like the whole nap thing, you know? Oh, I'm sure. Like, because how, how many of you like room together? Uh, it depends. So when you, when you travel, it changes, but like in my room, it was me, Vanessa, um, Danielle, Raven, Rachel, Liz, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it was six of us in a room. Oh my God. That, oh. Yeah. Vanessa was my bunkie. She was on top of me. 
Um, that's like you're coming over on like steerage on the Titanic. Why that they put that seems like a fire hazard in an already dilapidated mansion. <laughs> yep. Um, yikes. Yeah. How often? Like, so you guys are just together all day, even when you're not filming. Yeah. yeah. Just all, constantly. No Within the first nothing. 24 hours of not having my phone. I mean, as soon as I got out, if I had not seen Nick and if I had not known I was competing for a man with curly hair, I would have gotten out immediately, yeah. walked around the limo, gotten in on the other side. And if they locked it and been like, please, I'm just going to lay down and please just roll over me. Yeah. I don't care. I'll get insurance money from ABC. Don't, yep. Like, can't do this. Or within 24 hours, you would have seen me in the back, in the kitchen, putting my head in the oven. Yeah. Been like, it's... <laughs> or I've been like, who, you, it's weird what because... camera guy do I have to blow to get to be kicked off? What, I don't care who it is. I don't care yeah. how many there are. Yep. yep. I, give me all the dicks so I can I mean, kicked I've been off. like, what did they say that would like absolutely get you kicked out? That yeah. they're like, you can't do? I mean, definitely hooking up with a member of production, for sure. Did anyone? No. The, this you don't have what to say was, so, like, but... so fucked up was that like... Corinne even tried to like insinuate within that conversation that we had um, in Wisconsin of like, people think it's weird how close you are with uh, my producer um, and all this stuff. And it's like, your producer helped bathe you. Like, what, like, what, like, just because he's a guy, like, excuse me? She, excuse me? Her producer, why did she have to bathe? Or, because without the name. Sometimes people drink too much. Oh, okay. How how much alcohol do they give you? I mean, you can have as much as you want. Are they like from the minute you wake up, but they're like mimosas. No one's like mimosa. It's more like the girls wake up and they're just like mimosas. <laughs> um, yeah. And then it's like, okay, yeah, we it's all right here. Um, I don't drink. And so I think that was a big part of like where I was a quote unquote villain on my season. That was um, another thing where I was like, oh my God, this... because. I think that's how most people are able to get through that yeah. show yeah. or let alone life. And this is coming from somebody I yeah. never used to drink until like this, I was always like the DD because mm-hmm. in, in my day we didn't have Uber. Yeah. So it was just like good old drunk driving. Um, so it's like, I was always the DD mm-hmm. and just like I, after having to take care of so many of my girlfriends, yeah. like when they're drunk and I spend like two and a half hours and God knows how many um, products that aren't healthy for me on my face mm-hmm. to get ready. And I'm like, I've never seen any of my girlfriends super drunk. And I'm like, God, she looks so beautiful right now. <laughs> ah, you're so hot. Like, this is the best I've ever seen you look. Fuck. Like, yeah. God, you're gorgeous. So I'm just like, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do all that to just get to that point. Mm-hmm. That being said, so I never drink until like this past, <laughs> this past year. And I'm just like, you know what? These last 29 like, I'm years, give it a go. have they been working out? Mm, not so we've been doing the same thing for the past 29 years yeah and like the definition of insanity which i uh, clinically i definitely am insane we have the brain scans from amen to prove it but i'm just like okay keep doing the same thing so let's just Mm -hmm. do everything opposite so like let's Mm -hmm. start drinking and like talking to like gentlemen callers and like being sexually athletic let's try that and drinking does make everything so much easier i guess so so i'm just (laughs) like another thing i'm like wow how did she how you did that sober yeah, I mean, that's just how I do my life. So it was, you know, it. the only part for me that was tough was, and again, like it's at first I wouldn't have said any of this kind of stuff, but there's been time that's passed. And since Paradise, like Corinne herself has admitted to some of these things of like uh, taking prescription medication and drinking on that as well. And that's where like, you know, some of the drinking that was happening on my season of the show was like 
concerning. And so for me, you know, there was literally a whole ITM where I'm like talking to my producer about how concerned I am at the fact that like she's, you know, taking these naps, but really it's just she's passing out because she's drinking so much. And like, to me, it was one of those moments of like, you know, yeah, usually I'd be DD. Like I'd be that friend that's like, let's get you some water. So there were like literally times, you know, where it's like, you're like, what am I going to do? I'm like, she's on a swan float in the middle of the pool. Like I was, when... <laughs> yeah, what, no, literally at a pool party where I'm like, she needs to go inside. Like we need like literally taking her inside and trying to be like girlfriends and trying to be like, what do you need? Like, can I get you some water? Like, you know, can we get like food? Like, have you ate anything yet today? Like just a and a lot of the girls were very do they supportive. have like a, do they have like good like craft service like or are they like listen we have like a lot of bikini shoots girls this is, no i mean there's, there's a pack of there's gum stuff around yeah there's a lot of gum a lot of listerine strips a lot of oh because they want you strips. like ready yeah like, to go. ready for the making out did you guys have to do uh, you don't have to do you guys have to do like <laughs> std testing before you go on yeah you have psychological testing you have medical testing do you yeah. think that they choose more of the girls who failed like the psychological testing when they're like they're she's definitely getting it no so they look for people on the edge so i'm way i'm too far past <laughs> i there's the line and i'm so far past the line the line is a dot to me so they're like oh she's know. too much to get on but okay so they need them i like that they need them on the edge that's a good it's a good way to describe it I don't know your psychological history. <laughs> You're like, but just from seeing you, just in, just being able to look and no, I think you would have amazing commentary if you went on the show. 100%. Oh, the thing is, but I am literally a reality show producer's dream. Yeah. Like me and my family, if you could not weird science like petri dish make us in a lab yeah. any more perfect for reality TV, the level of like delusion and like ridiculousness and like narcissism, but absolutely not being self aware. Mm-hmm. It is like. Uh, like you say not self-aware but it sounds like you are pretty aware of these things which is like the first step in being able to actually address them so that's awesome and i'm just like still you know science can only do so much no matter what amount of milligrams i can i recognize it i just can't fix it okay it's it's time for just like a little bit of a break here because i want to share with you guys one of our sponsors and Honestly, it is 2019 and everyone should be wearing wireless earbuds by now. Like I always feel like I'm back in the 90s when I'm <laughs> when I would be walking around with that earbuds that still had the wires on them. So you guys seriously need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Um they make it so easy because they're just Bluetooth and they actually come with like all different earpiece sizes so that the actual earbuds fit to your, you know, unique ear. Um, and they actually look very cute too. Mine are like black with like a little stripe of gold. So like very classy, very cute. Um, and I can just, I can literally take them anywhere. So I always walk to the monorail to go downtown and go to Pike Place and everything. And, um, it's always so nice that I don't have to be like dealing with all these wires to use my earbuds. Uh, so you guys should definitely go to buyraycon.com and use promo code Taylor 20 to get 20% off your order. That's promo code Taylor20 at buyraycon.com for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair and have been wanting to upgrade and get with the times, now is the time to get on this amazing deal. One more time, that's buyraycon.com and promo code Taylor20. So make sure you guys check those out and get with it. (laughs) And now we can get back to the show. Do they have like the mental, like, do they have a therapist always on mm-hmm. set? Yeah. 
Yeah, can you so, like go to the therapist at any time? Yeah, you can request to see the therapist. There are certain people that like see the therapist every day. Um, yeah. yeah. I've been mean, like, can I, there. do you just like be like, I'm timing out. I'm going to go see the therapist. Is it like the nurse? Like, no, so it's go- like a certain time of day that she'd come and like uh, usually on rose ceremony days, uh, she's there all day. And so people can go and see her whenever. Um, it's changed a little bit since my season of Paradise. So I'm not totally sure what. Because that was like the Corinne now. DeMario. Yeah. No, I don't like so to now remember it's like it. Two is- drinks an hour that they have. So like the drinking's changed. I think two drinks an hour. That's- yeah. Like two drinks would be like the most I'd have in like a year, like before then. And I'm just like, yeah. two drinks an hour. How could I hold out that long? But there were um, before where it was many more than two drinks an hour. And that's what led to that's great. a lot of drama. Is that the Bachelor in Paradise that Chad said, fuck you, Chris no. Harrison? Oh. That was the season before. I was going to say, I'm like, that's how I like <laughs> to remember Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, that was an interesting one. <laughs> um, How long do, like, how long does filming go? Like, how long does, like, uh, like the rose ceremony go? Um, rose ceremonies are like several hours. I mean, you have the cocktail. Yeah, you have the cocktail party, which is a few hours. And then you have the rose ceremony, which is... Do they really... Can I... When they say like, can I steal you for a second? Is it really as quickly as it's edited? Or <laughs> do they have uh, like as, five... In terms of like when someone starts having their time and then someone comes in and yeah because it's like musical hideous chairs where like yeah. he'll like barely sit down and he's like can, can i steal you for a second it, sometimes it is like that and other times it's like you know you've had like almost 30 minutes and then someone's coming up so it just it depends but sometimes it is like that where you literally have just sat down and then someone else comes up and then they're like oh i just sat down with him and then it's like oh okay sorry were you ever do you ever like had that you know when you're walking next to somebody but it's not somebody you know so you have to like walk like like faster than you normally would, like faster than a normal human pace just to like walk ahead of that person. Now you have to keep walking like Mm -hmm. that. Did you ever have to like do that with another girl where you see like you guys are both going up at the same time and you're like, (laughs) that would be very great TV if it did work like that. Uh, But typically there's producers that are saying, you know, okay, you can go have time with him. Okay, no, wait, we need you to like stay back and like, you know, you can go in a minute kind of thing. So it's, they have to do a certain amount of orchestration, especially in the beginning, just because there's so many fucking girls. It would be absolute chaos. Um, so they, they do do like a little bit of that, but, um, you know, certainly see that a little bit on group dates, right? Where, you know, everyone gets there and it's like, who's going to get to him first? (laughs) Who's going to jump and leap on him? And now how many... Those are always my favorite when they go and do like kind of basically it's so absurd running and doing like the toddler jump on because yeah. like the guy has no that's yeah. what I want to see on the Bachelor. I would just like love to see him just like step to the side and because like what the fuck is he gonna do like when you're yeah. jumping on him yeah. just like not yeah. Yeah. that's what I love about watching 90 Day Fiance too like when they get to the airport and it's like they're finally entering the, entering the country <laughs> like this one girl literally like dropped her bags and like ran up and I was like well. <laughs> She certainly got her romantic uh, introduction there. I'm like, I'm assuming that you're not talking about Larissa, right? Uh, 
Oh, which one is she? She's the one. I, I'm on, I watched, I'm on a different season. Oh, I watched two episodes and I was like, this makes Teen Mom look fucking like. I love oh, Teen like, Mom. Oh, like hilarious. Well, Teen Mom is too sad for me to watch. I lo- what? I love but, Teen Mom and Teen Mom too. They're great. Teen, like Teen Mom, when I saw that Caitlin and Tyler, oh, who I guess have now since separated. Tyler responded to one of my DMs one time and I literally almost cried. Tyler slid into your DMs? No, 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 no. So I tagged, I tagged Teen Mom and a bunch of other people. And then I couldn't remember Caitlin's um, Instagram handle. And you know, you're like, you just want to post a story quickly and like, just do the mention and not have to like exit out to search it again. Yeah. So his came up and it was a scene with him and his dad, Butch. And so I had tagged in it and was like, you know, always oh, makes he, me like, cry. He like came out of, he got out yeah. of prison or so. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those. And he just responded and was like, thanks for the follow. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> Oh my god! I love that you get excited by time. Oh no, so excited! And like my my head was just racing. I was like, okay, wait, I want to get them on the podcast. I want to talk about addiction. I want to talk about all these things. Like, oh my god! Like, will they do it? And I was just like catching up on old episodes, and then I didn't realize they're like in the middle of like a season. It's like just wrapping up and whatnot. So I was like, yeah, no, they probably don't want to talk to me. Well, when you, I love that you're like, I don't know if I can get that. Like, I love that you're, ex- yeah, literally there with Kale, I was going to record with Kale one time and she was coming to LA. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to record with Kale. Oh, I was so is, excited. Is Kale like one of the new ones? All right. No. So Kale, uh, K- Kaylin. Oh, uh, oh is, I thought you were saying like Kale. And I was just like, you really are into vegetables. You're like, I'm just going to podcast with Kale. I'm like, who am no. I to tell somebody how to do a podcast? I'm no, awful. Isaac. You know, like just so great, and so she is her own podcast too. And so I was like, "Oh my god, we'll do swapsies." Well, if you do Didn't podcast with Tyler or Caitlin or Kale, um, when I saw that Tyler and Caitlin have a framed picture, mm-hmm. went to like Aaron, like Aaron Brothers, and got a frame for this. They have a framed poster of the Coca Cola polar bears. In the middle of their trailer, and I have I put the picture on my Instagram and far back on the thing <laughs> because I was just like, wait, what? And I like pause it. Was like this, this like when they were on like sixteen and pregnant? I no, this was like when they. So it's not like they're like, oh, I'm pregnant. I don't know how to decorate. I don't have time for this. But no, this was after, like I, I don't recall this. So anyway, if you want a bait, I know how to get them. They're really into. <laughs> it's the, co- yeah, the Coca Cola polar bear. And with how, you know, how we treat this environment, those are the only polar bears left, you guys. So thanks to this administration. Um, Anyway. (laughs) On board. I support that message. Um, Just, just the worst. I would. uh. It's sad. It's very sad. Um, Anyway. What's the weirdest thing that you saw that like did not get on? That you were like, how the fuck did, like, what's the weirdest thing you saw one of the girls do? On Bachelor or on Paradise? On either one. Um, there was a truth or dare, or no, sorry, a kiss, uh, fuck God, uh, spin the bottle on paradise that occurred that they didn't air. They used it to like tease. Was Jorge involved in it? Was that? Oh, no. Um, but yeah, we're basically, everyone ended up making out with everyone. And like, I was like napping during it and I was so fucking pissed. I missed it. And Derek was like, why would you want to do it? Like, no, like, why would we do that? And I was like, come on, it's fun. I'm like, we're not exclusive. Like we should, you know. They explore. Yes, it's paradise. We're in paradise. I, I, 
Can you tell me how shitty that environment is? Like, do, do you, it looks like you guys are sleeping on like, um, yeah, the sleeping's not super comfortable. Zika, like, it's open. Hammocks. It's all open, which, like, I don't totally mind, but like the sand in the bathrooms and the crabs in the bathrooms was like, and then the crabs fun. on the, in the people who yeah. you're there dating. Was, uh, that's the other thing that they didn't, <laughs> yeah, surprise. Um, there were, there was a night that they didn't really show. I think it was our second night there, or maybe it was the first night. How long are Raven, you, how long is like the full paradise? Like, our season was a little bit fucked up. But usually it's like three and a half, four weeks. Oh, so yeah, it's about half the time of Bachelor Bachelorette. But that night, Raven and I stayed up so late and we were just like grabbing dead crabs from the hot tub and like putting them on people like while they were sleeping. It was so much fun and it was so fucking disgusting. And I wished, wished that that would have made it on. We were like, Mr. Krabs is coming for you. And like, that seems like more of a, like, that seems like more of a fun date than any of the ones that they actually show. It was so fun. And honestly, I was really actually annoyed that I didn't even get like an actual date. Like Derek and I had already talked the whole shutdown and then we get back and they give us the first date to just go back to the same fucking hotel that we've sat at for days and just to sit there and eat a fake dinner. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? Can you kidding? tell me about the dinner? Because I... I'm so fascinated because I would always look at him like it's always this like beautiful like table set up that obviously like yeah. nobody touches. I'm like, I feel like half of the world hunger like could be solved just yeah. in like the uneaten like food just yeah. from like the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise. Do they like tell you the man like, oh, it doesn't look very good when you guys eat. So no, so I mean, push it around. Yeah. I mean, for audio purposes, like you don't sit there and eat your food. Um, is it real food or is it like, no, food? it's like real food. Um, yeah, and my drink there was like a like a grasshopper, one of those like fake grasshopper things that they put in like my drink. So yeah, it's like it's a fake thing just to sit there and talk. But for me, I was like, like it's like on, a fake toy grasshopper. No, it's like a real grasshopper. Like it's all real food, but it's basically like a fake dinner for oh, you to just sit okay. there and just have like a date where you're talking. But like on my season of bachelor, I never had a one-on-one. I never had like an actual date. And so on paradise, I was like, Oh, awesome. Like maybe we actually get to do something and experience something together. Cause all we've done is talk like this whole time. And then they just give us a date where we're just sitting there with like, it You're was like, beautiful. I can talk on a date in Seattle. Like this is supposed yeah, to be I was like, like, can I like go fucking ride horses on the beach? Like, what is this? Did they ever have you guys have to like Refilm something because when they tell you the date, the look of disappointment on your face of just like, what? No, what? Nah, there was like a scene where when Derek had got his date card and we were about to leave for our date. And Derek we was the one up. who like cried on JoJo's season, right? Yeah. You see the crier? Mm-hmm. Um, and he like had got up and hit his head like really, really hard. So we had to like reshoot it. So it was like, okay, go back, sit down. Then it was like, okay, let's go. And then like he holds my hand and gets up and literally hits his head again. And it was like three, four He's times. He's doing some like physical comedy. It. Yeah. And then at one point when he went back down, he like ended up bumping heads with Raven. And it was just like a whole thing. So that was like a funny like deleted scene that I think is like- They're like a lot of head action. Not the type of head action we were hoping for Bachelor in Paradise. This is not how we were. This wasn't the- um, goal we were working towards, but okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And there's exactly. no air conditioning? No. None. I would rather there, eat no. a full dead crab with the shell. <laughs> in, 
in the nurse's little area, there was like one little bathroom and that was like the bathroom sometimes I'd go into to like go poop because it's like actual like a door you can close. Um, There's no, you guys don't have doors well, on the other one? No, no, no. There, it's like a palm frond? What there the fuck? Were, <laughs> there were doors, but it's just the other side of it's like all open. So it was like, it was just open. So sometimes I'd like sneak into the Paradise nurses. has a very, they have a very like lax um, definition of paradise. Yeah. It's, it's a much more relaxed environment for sure. Yeah, because to me, I'm like, there are, like, natives in other islands where they're like, no, I, our, that's... See, my version of paradise, like, has air conditioning and TV yeah. mm-hmm. and, yeah. like, oh, oh, it's... To me, it just sounds like a night... Like, I'm physically, yeah. like, curling up right now. Yeah. Natural yeah. lighting is one of my biggest fears. I absolutely hate it. What? <laughs> Um, well, you are a child. You are, yeah. So children love the beach. Um, but it's like you have, I don't like the you beach, have per- but I do like the sunshine. You have like perfect skin and you, I get you're pimples. like, um, that you look great in like bathing suit or in overalls, but it's just like, oh yeah, to me that sounds like, mm-hmm. oh, like a nightmare. Like I would have rather like made out with like one of the lizards that they always show, like that yeah. they always cut to. Yeah. Oh, there was a cat there too. There was oh, a fucking like, okay, cat there too. And I thought now were- it's my paradise. Now I see where they're going with it. And I would literally give the cat like little bits of like the chicken that I had. And like literally I would try to find this cat like every other morning. And yeah, I always thought I was like, this is going to end up being like, you know, one of these weird edited scenes that they're going to make me look like a total crazy cat lady, which I would support because that would be the, probably the most authentic thing that they would have <laughs> ever showed of me on air. And it didn't make it. Didn't make it. <laughs> Would you ever do it again? Paradise? Yeah. Or if they if they asked you to be the bachelorette, would you do it? They would never ask me to be the bachelorette. Well, there, the <laughs> thing is, weirder things have happened. The thing is, now I'm just like, no, anything's possible. Unfortunately, look at what's happening. Oh, yeah. Anything is possible. This is true. Um, I think there's a negative percent chance they would ever ask me to be bachelorette. And if they did, I would consider it. I'm not like amped about it. I'm not like, I hope they ask me to be the bachelorette. Um, no, it's a lot of like responsibility. It's um, having a relationship from the show is like very tricky. Cause um, you were with Derek. Correct. And you guys met, you guys met on like paradise. Yes. Correct. Do you guys like, do you guys all know each other like from the bachelor, like family when like the show's airing, do you guys like have like get togethers to watch it? Uh, somewhat, somewhat. Who are you really, or you're, you said you're still really close with Vanessa. Yeah. Who else are you really close with? Uh, Danielle and Raven, Danielle Maltby. Um, and then Raven, her and I What prop did she have? I only know them from like (laughs) props. Danielle didn't really have a prop. Actually, I think she did have something with her, but I don't remember what it was. Was she she scallop finger? Like who? No. She had to leave Paradise early to go to Africa to, like, help children. She's a nurse. Uh, her, like, ex-fiance, or not even ex, but her fiance that she had had oh, died. Had passed. Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of her storyline. Um, close with her, close with Raven. Um, I would have, I mean, that is her, like, what actually happened. I was just saying, like, if I was in that house, I'd been, like, my fiance died. My parents died. I'm dead. Please let me out. Like, I would be looking for anything. Like, I am. Like, everybody else here is going to be dead unless Please. you let me out. Look at my journal. <laughs> Look at my journal drawings. Taylor's seen them. They're crazy. Um, yeah. I have my whole plan written. 
Do they allow knives in the house or do they take away sharp objects? There's knives. They allow us to cook and there's knives. The producers are like, yeah, put knives everywhere. If you go in the house, I don't know. They might be like, we need to get rid of all sharp objects. No, I would put them somewhere mm. just in bodies. Right. Um, how you said it was like really hard to have a relationship with like somebody outside of it. Yeah, like to be in a relationship with someone from the show is a bit difficult. I mean, there are definitely parts of it that are really great and that like you guys can relate on a lot of levels. And Because um, you guys were in like a real like relationship. Yeah. And according with my great podcasting skills, like the first question I asked you and then didn't finish um, <laughs> was how do you put up with all of like the shitty like social media Mm-hmm. Yeah. And things that people say to you and about, like, yeah. just we're, just walking from, like, the door here, like, the entire time I'm like, oh, what are those guys in the cubicles thinking about me? <laughs> like, I can't even walk anywhere without thinking that, like, mm-hmm. people are talking, like, yeah. um, which they're not. I'm like, I can't walk anywhere without people, yeah. without myself thinking that mm-hmm. everyone is thinking yeah. about me, but that's just my narcissism. But it's like, yeah. how do you, like, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you deal with social media? It's... It's very difficult and you certainly have like a bit of a spotlight effect happening when you're on the show and you think that everyone is seeing everything you're doing and everyone's seeing every comment that's being made. Um, and there was like, I did get a lot of cyberbullying and a lot of like threatening things and a lot of just really mean, shameful, negative things that were like very, very hurtful. And I definitely... And you're in school or in, well, you're, and you're in train, not school, but like... Yeah. So, I mean, I, I had already graduated um, before going on the show, but... It, um, it's definitely like a bit paralyzing at times. And, you know, I definitely struggled with like judging myself for not being stronger through it and had all these like pressures put on myself. And I've worked a lot to have compassion for what I went through and understanding that like, it's okay. Like you went through like a very deep period of depression and uh, accumulated a lot of anxiety, um, and a lot of just even social anxiety of even like being out in public of like not feeling safe and, um, feeling like your internet world is your whole world. Um, and so really it, one thing that I've done to kind of cope with that is having a understanding of where that other person's coming from and reminding myself that we shame and judge people in areas where we feel shameful and guilty. Um, and, also just a lot of the cyberbullying that I received was focused on me being a therapist. And so I've done a lot of work the last two years about understanding how we not only have mental health stigmatized in our society, but that we also stigmatize people working in the helping field itself and how we have this picture of what a therapist should be and what we think a therapist should look like and how they should talk and um, that it's really an impossible standard because therapists are imperfect just like everyone else. And we're going to go and have these experiences and we're going to put ourselves out there and we're going to fall and we're going to... I gonna... saw you, you made a post yesterday about for like for your podcast mm-hmm. talking about um, therapists and social media. Yes. Yeah, because even some of the things I post, you know, like if I'm at the beach and I post picture in a bathing suit, it's like I'll get all these comments about therapists you know, aren't supposed to go to the beach. Yeah, how unprofessional of you. How's ever, I mean, like, ever going to take you seriously? If that's the requirements for a therapist, and then like, oh, I can totally go to a therapist. I hate the beach. Yeah. That's like all you have to do is avoid it. <laughs> yeah, it seems so like super easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, so I get comments like that, and um, you know, and being. Definitely, as the show was airing, I was in a very vulnerable state emotionally just because there's so much to process. Like, you've, for, for, 
not for everyone, but for me, it was traumatizing both times around. And that took me a lot of therapy and a lot of time to come to terms with even because I'd never experienced any kind of trauma. So for me to be like, oh, what? Like this was trauma? And like, it it truly was for me. And um, I think coming out of that a little bit, it's, it's, it's so weird, honestly. Um, I think the best thing you can do with social media is like limit the time and like stay grounded in like everyday life. Because even as the show is airing, I was such in this black hole of social media that I'm like, you know, I wanted to be like, I'm going to be fully in it. And I want to take in all the experiences and I want to take in all the feedback and like learn about myself and what people have to say. And like, honestly, sometimes people are just fucking stupid. Sometimes people are stupid and they have no clue what they're talking about and they don't fucking know you and they don't know, like they can't say shit about you because they don't even fucking know you. So don't take in that information. And it's honestly just a lot of therapy and a lot of like self-reflecting and a lot of disconnecting and being grounded in my life and in who I know I am. And it's been really interesting because now as we enter, you know, this will be two years since I did it, I think. Is that right? 2016 to 2019. That's three years. So it's been about three years now. And I'm like, it's been seven years. That's <laughs> yeah, how I'm like, I have no idea. Uh, but it's been a few years now and it's weird even going into this season of Bachelor where like I'm a lot less triggered in certain things as I was last time. Like, I mean, if season. I were you truly, anytime I saw a rose, I would like fall to the ground like crying. Yeah. Like you are yeah. so fucking mature. Like if I did that show or anything when I was 65, mm-hmm. like, and I saw like social media, like, because yeah. like... Even just like reading, like once again, this is like a millisecond on like a little little flea on the yeah. like animal, like mm-hmm. on the, like the beast that like what you guys have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I don't remember any nice stuff. It's like the yeah. like one star yeah. yep. <laughs> reviews that like yep. yeah, um, and there and that's like the shitty thing is that like there is the positive being said too, but the negative is so fucking loud and like because it it's feels- like I don't believe like the pot when overwhelmingly it's like way more positive of any yeah. of the comments on social media like yeah. are more way more like positive than negative but it's like in i think just like human just uh, the regular uh what we do or do to ourselves i think especially as like women that yes. it's like i think the positive i'm like oh those definitely aren't true but like the the mm-hmm. shitty ones i'm like oh that's absolutely yeah. 100% accurate yeah and it's it's you you really have to get to a place where you know you are so confident and secure within yourself that like you don't really hear the negative and you also don't really even hear the positive. Like to take one in but not the other, um, it's not the best. And I think that's what everyone thinks. It's like you should only listen to the positive and don't take in the negative at all. Really, no matter what people are saying about you, you should be grounded and centered and secure and knowing who you are and that you're being your authentic self. And so what other people say isn't really going to impact you either way because you have this core grounding of who you are that's like, okay, that's your opinion. Okay. God, oh my God. Look, you are... uh, I wish I could put you on like a little backpack. I wish I could... Oh my God. Like, do you have... Like, how do you do that? Like, do you have like daily, do you have like a daily ritual? Do you do like meditations or crystals or like how? Yeah. God, you're so calm so, and mature. <laughs> I'm definitely not always. Um, there are definitely times where I'm like losing my shit. Um, but I think 
a, a lot of what I try to do, like for me to stay grounded means a few different things. So one, spending time with my animals, super important to me. Two, spending time with family and friends, being in contact with them, learning about what's happening in other people's lives and not being so egocentric. And I think that happens so easily when you go through an experience like being on the show because you are experiencing like fucking crazy shit. Like for the first time, it's all new and it's all this crazy stuff. So you're so focused on yourself and on your process of things. So taking a step outside of yourself and like checking in with other, with other people helps ground me. Um, food is a huge thing. Like when I'm eating well and when I'm taking like to me, mindfulness and meditation can be really difficult, but where I find it happens the most naturally for me is when I'm cooking and when I'm eating, because that's literally all I'm thinking about in that moment is like washing this piece of lettuce and like how much work and energy it took for just this one piece of fucking lettuce to grow and like how beautiful that is. And so like, I get so focused on, on that kind of stuff. And then when I'm eating that food that I make, I'm like nourishing my soul. And so those are some really big things, um, that help ground me and just feeling confident in who I am. Um, but again, with taking in the positive and not the negative or just being able to kind of have a, sh- in a, in a way it's a shield, um, of security of like who you are to not take in either one of those. And, and you're so young, like you're so young. Like how do you, Oh my God. Like, Oh, I'm so envious. Like you going on the show, you were what? I had just turned 23. Oh my God. Yeah, my birthday's in July, so I'm a cancer. And I had just turned 23 in July and then went on the show mid-September. I could not handle... Like, my mom had to fly out from South Carolina to L.A. when the Jersey Shore episode was going to air. Because I didn't know how long it was going to be on. Like, how... She had to come out to make sure, like I like I didn't, like, jump off the building. And that was, like... That was five minutes. And still to this day, I'm, like... Like, I don't, like, shake and... Yeah. Still, like... But you have, like, a reaction to it. And it's, like... It's... I don't know. It's super, super weird. I think, like... I mean, I don't know how you... Like, I'm so, so impressed in how confident you are. And you do seem, like, so centered and grounded and so, like, mature about, like, the experience. I, like... Thank you. I I don't think I always was. Like, I was so small when all this was happening. Like... I was so fucking small and like I was quiet and I didn't, I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't speak up for myself. Um, and I definitely struggled with like feeling guilty about that and shameful. And, um, again, had to really practice being kind to myself and empathizing and having that self-compassion for that version of Taylor that, that was all the things that she was experiencing and not being so fucking hard on her because we're so fucking hard on ourselves. Um, and it's not only as women, but especially as someone in the helping field that it's like, oh, you know, you should have been better. Like you should have been able to handle this out of anyone. Like how did you end up, you know, struggling with depression and, you know, being through this traumatic experience? Like how could you not do better? And like, that's fucking absurd. And so like, I think when I look back at that and I practice all those things, I think about like, what Taylor pre-show would have done and like how I would want Taylor in that experience to stand up for herself. And I practice that now. So even the, the, um, you know, I did like Instagram rant a few weekends ago about, um, you know, the picture that I had posted with my butt in it in a bathing suit and how people were like, you know, how do you practice as a therapist? How do clients take you, take you seriously? All this bullshit. Therapists aren't supposed to have butts. Yeah, how dare we? Um, and, you know, beforehand, I, I would never say anything about that. I would just be like, okay, yeah, you know, fuck, like maybe I shouldn't. Like, And 
what's ridiculous is I, I really don't post bikini photos very often. I don't post of my body a lot. Um, and getting that backlash, getting that backlash almost makes me want to even more just to be like, no, you know what? I am going to fucking do it. And if you don't like it, especially you can like out of all me. the butt posts on Instagram, like literally all like the Russian hookers I follow. And I say that lovingly. Yeah. Like it's like they're the pictures coming like inside their asshole. Like that's yeah. <laughs> so it's like yep, those yep, are like the yep. butt pictures. So it's yeah. Mine's just like <laughs> the babies. But it's now like now I stand up for myself and now I think I I don't second guess myself as much as I did before because before I let all of those voices in and I let them make me feel small and I let them tell me that I wasn't good enough, that I didn't know better, that you know, that they were right. And in my gut of guts, I knew that that wasn't true, but I didn't know how to like vocalize it. It felt paralyzing just because of the the sheer volume of the feedback was ridiculous. Um, and even at the, you know, the platform of which it was, you know, on fucking national TV, like that's a lot. Um, and, and so now I do, I practice standing up for myself and I practice, you know, speaking my mind and not being as filtered because before I think I was trying so hard to make sure that everything I was saying like wasn't going to be offensive or that people were going to understand me. And now it's kind of like, you know, I I am who I am. Like I'm fucking Taylor. Like I've always had a lot of opinions about a lot of different things. I've always had, you know, a personality that wants to explore different things that might contradict themselves. Like, yes, I'm going to get my master's degree at Johns Hopkins in clinical mental health counseling. And at the same time, I'm going to work at the fucking hustler club as a promo girl and get paid $20 an hour to go out to bars and socialize. Oh my God. Yes. Good for you. Fuck. Good for you. So I was like, yeah, I I can be both of those things. And like, I feel confident and secure in making those kinds of decisions for myself that like, you can have whatever kinds of thoughts or opinions you want about them. But like, I'm good with me. And that's the most important thing. It's like, you have to be good with you. Otherwise, people are going to tell you who you are. People are going to tell you who, who you can't be and who you should be. And that's not you. God, Taylor, fuck. <laughs> you should be a mental health counselor. You are ve- like... Sorry. No, that is like amazing. No, real serious, real quick. No, are you? Can you are speaking to? If I had a soul, you are speaking to where it would be. No, because I think that's so important. Oh my god, no! It's like you're so well spoken, and it's so like true. It's like making me want to like, uh, cry because that's what I need to hear, and that's that's what like everyone needs to yeah. hear. Well, and like, especially with social media, like we constantly are sent and told messages about who we should be and what we should look like and what's, what's beautiful and what's not and what's smart and what's not and all these different things. And so it's like that internal work is real fucking important because you're always going to be with you no matter what, no matter where you go, no matter what city you move to, no matter what boyfriend you date, no matter what girlfriend you have, like you're always going to be stuck with you at the end of the day. So like be good with you. Wow. It's a scary thing to fucking do. No, that's so, no, that's so, oh my God. No, you're so brilliant. Like, oh, you're so good. Cause it's like so true and so helpful and real. And when you say it like that, you're like, oh, that's, wow. It's just, it it, it is. Do you have like an affirmation that you do? Like when you go out or do you have, like when you're starting Um, to feel like that social anxiety, do you just like take a breath and you're like, I know who I am. Yeah, well, I would say, like, definitely in the beginning of, like, you know, everything happening with the show and having to, like, go out and, you know, be in the public and whatnot, there is almost this 
it's a different kind of armor that you put on of like knowing what kind of face you're about to have on of, of knowing, knowing the kinds of questions you're going to get asked and knowing, you know, that, that you kind of turn on a different part of yourself. Um, but I think even that in and of itself can be draining and like takes a lot of energy to do sometimes. Um, but I think in terms of like a specific mantra, um, one that I think about a lot is from Brene Brown, who's like amazing. She's like the lead researcher in the world around vulnerability and shame. And she's amazing. I love all of her books. Um, but one of the things that she says is don't puff up and don't shrink, don't shrink down. So I always think about that. Like, am I puffing up or am I shrinking down or am I just being, and it's really hard to do because <laughs> sometimes you're just your initial reaction. You know, I'll get a comment on my Instagram. It's like my initial reaction. It's like, I'm either doing one of those things. I'm either like, you know, amping myself up and like with a clap back, you know, or I'm like shutting down. Um, and so to get to that point where it's like, you can just be, I just remind myself of that. I'm like, don't shrink, don't shrink down. Don't puff up. Just be, that's like a mantra that I love. Um, and I'm trying to think. Most of my mantras are all from Brene Brown. <laughs> no, that's so brilliant. No, just like what you've said. What you've said has been like so helpful and brilliant. And I hope so. I hope oh, it's I helpful. I can't believe I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, and you're like 25, like a little bubble butt. Like, how is it? Like, you're so wise. Like, how do you not have a book that I can listen to? I don't know. That's why I have a podcast. I mean, like, can we please talk about your. You're like, yes, please, because that's like why I <laughs> No, it's 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 really it's. I literally have had you abducted into this like, <laughs> we work room. It's okay. Where I'm like, I feel like you have like a little sign under the table that like anytime somebody walks by, it's just like, no. Help not me, at this all. is child labor. Not at all. Um, your podcast. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Like that. Literally, that's like what it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe like, that wasn't taken before. It's so, so good. There are other ones that say "Let's talk about it," but then mine's like "Let's talk about it with Taylor Nolan." So whatever. Um, to me, it's just like I couldn't think of anything else. Like all I wanted to do was just talk about things with people, and I wanted you know to encourage people to have these uncomfortable conversations and for it to be an inviting. Let's talk about it. Like it's okay. Let's let's just let's just talk about it. So <laughs> that's the very cheesy name of my podcast. Um, no, I love I love. <laughs> And it's, I listened, um, it is like such a good podcast and like a lot of the kittens, like we do really focus on like mental health and Mm -hmm. in the Facebook group and that's kind of like what bonds us all together. That's Um, amazing. I love that. And it was like almost an episode that I didn't do and I was like, oh, like nobody wants, like I'm not going to do this like about like my depression, my anxiety. And then me and my girlfriend did it and it was just kind of like a not like a throwaway podcast, but it was just like, we almost didn't post it. We went back and forth and I was like, and like, that's like what made it like, Mm -hmm. like that's how I got tens of listeners. Taylor was from the mental health podcast. No, I love that you decided to post it. I love it. Um, and it's like yours, every, um, like every episode of yours, like focuses on like something different. And I love it that it says, it says it in the title, like very clearly. (laughs) Yes. Which is very helpful. Yes. I mean, I want people to know what they're about to listen to. Um, There are definitely some that have like some trigger warnings, you know, like some are related to suicide and some are related to eating disorders. And um, we have like a lot of like eating like questions because that is um, like what type of like health, like health, like mental health books or like what Mm -hmm. type of like ways to deal with 
like mental health and food and like eating. Mm-hmm. And you have, you have like a few episodes. Yeah. Of- yeah. So I've done a few. There was one with uh, Liz who was on my season um, and she's getting married in a few weeks. So I'll be at that wedding in Montana. Um, but then the, I might mess this up. And if I do, I'm so sorry. Um, the Alliance for... The National Alliance for Eating Disorders, I want to say, is the name of the organization. Um, They came on the podcast. um, The founder of that, Joanna, uh, came on and shared with her experience with recovery. And I think I'm actually... They just emailed me about wanting to do another episode because uh, National Eating Disorders Awareness Week or month or something is coming up. Well, not after they hear you butchering (laughs) their name. I know. (laughs) No, it's like... It's a longer name. Um, But yeah. I think I'm, th- I'm going to do another episode related to that. And I just think it's so important for people to be able to share their stories because not only is it another part of their healing process, but it's also very healing and educating for other people to hear. And I think it just really connects us all together, even though it's a very vulnerable, scary, uncomfortable thing for people to walk through, to be vulnerable in that way. It is so worth the risk because I'm sure for you, before you share that episode, you think of like all the terrible things that could happen and all those people could judge you. But at the end of the day, it actually leads to so many wonderful things. Um, so I'm so glad you posted it. And that's again, kind of what I like to do on my podcast is just like have people on and like share, share their struggles. Like let's talk about the fucking hard shit that like, that you don't want people to know about, you know? And you make it like so like accessible because like when you are dealing with things especially like mental health because you feel so alone in it and feel so like isolated Mm -hmm. in it and like that you're the only person who's dealing with it and it's like so shameful like because I mean I feel like thankfully it's getting like better like Mm -hmm. in 2000 but still like before like I would never like none of my friends knew I had like like depression or anxiety like to that level they'd just be like oh she's on like a really long trip like not Mm -hmm. like she's been crying in her bedroom for three weeks um but I was just like, why am I like afraid to tell somebody this? Like, why am I afraid to go to like Walgreens yeah. and like get on like antidepressants? It's not like I'm there and been like, I'm a child molester. Like, it, yeah. it was just like, what do I have on my? It's not like something shameful. Yeah. That like I, it's just very normal. It's like more. Mm-hmm. It's majority of people yeah. have something Mm -hmm. and it's just we all experience life you know even if even if we're not experiencing something on a clinical level we can all relate to some kind of feeling that someone else might be struggling with you know um like a lot of people experience anxiety they may not have you know generalized anxiety disorder or panic disorder but they can relate to that feeling of feeling really anxious you know and i think that is why it is so important to talk about because none of us are really alone even in like i feel like my experience, like I had a very unique experience of being on The Bachelor and, you know, all this stuff. And how many people can really relate to like my kind of experience in that setting? And it's like, not a ton. And really every person's experience in life is going to be very unique. You know, no one's going to be able to exactly relate to the exact kind of experience that you had, but we can at least relate to like the feelings that you're having. And that's all what empathy is, you know? Um, and I think it, it can be very powerful in your own healing to know that you're not alone and to know that other people can be supportive and relate. And I think it's just a very like validating thing that happens when you hear someone else share their story or uh, relate to something that you're going through. That's so beautiful and so true. (laughs) Taylor, you are the last and obviously most important question because you've got like so many like amazing, like brilliant like the bombs and just like no seriously there was so I feel like 
I don't have to finish like that book. Like you are a badass now. I just have to like re-listen to like that part of the pie, like over and over and I'm good because it was so just, and you were so well-spoken. I can't believe it. Um, But obviously the most important question um, in the last one, how are your cats? Oh, they're so good. So, well, somewhat sad. So like I still say cats, even though my Theo had passed away. So it's just me because I was messaging you during it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like, okay. he's still my background on my phone, uh, my big little chunky boy. Um, but yeah, so it's just me and Lily. And unfortunately, I travel a bunch, and so I have like a whole roster of like friends that will stop in and take care of her. And she's like so social. I love her. She's with my parents right now, but it's really great. I mean, it's interesting because. Like in May, I moved into this apartment that's like totally just me. Like my, Derek and I broke up. My parents moved out of Washington State. And so it was really just kind of like a whole new chapter for me. And it was like, you know, Theo passed away. And all that kind of happened in like, with like within the same month and a half. Oh my um, God. And it's really been like me and Lil, like entering this new journey together. And it's like me and at, at my apartment, like it's just me, Lil, and the plants. And it's like, we're just... We're, we're just Your going butt, through life. Like, yeah, the bubble butt. Like, we're just all going through it together. And it's like, she's she's honestly so amazing. I love her with all my heart. Well, like mother, like daughter, you are so amazing. I had so much oh, fun you. with you. Your podcast really, it, just the little bit, like just the hour and 15 minutes of brilliance you actually got to hear <laughs> on this podcast for like the first time ever. Um, <laughs> it's like what all of her podcast is and you cover so many important topics that like help yeah. people and make it like accessible and not feel alone. And it's just, yeah. let's talk about it with Taylor Nolan. Um, you have to go listen and subscribe. And where can they find you on everything? Yeah. So uh, basically on everything, I'm Taymocha, T-A-Y-M-O-C-H-A. Um, and people think that's because I'm brown and it's not. Uh, you, you might really <laughs> love this. Um, I'm Taymocha because my first cat was Mocha Joe. And oh. she was like my sister. I had her for like 18 years and I grew up as an only child. And so she was like my sister and she literally makes me want to cry right now. Um, yeah. Like my first email address was like, I wanted to combine her names. So, oh my God, I love that. Oh, mine was Pony Bell, but was not specific to Gaston, which is my, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's why I'm Tamoka because May Mocha Joe. Oh my, my god, I love that. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Tamoka, yeah. my heart. I know. Oh. So yeah, that's my Instagram. That's my Twitter. I don't really use Twitter. I'm really bad at Twitter. Um, yeah, Instagram. I'm at Tamoka. Tamoka, you melt me. All right, kittens, go follow her on everything. Go subscribe to Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan. Make sure you go and rate this podcast five stars like I'm an Uber driver who didn't try to talk to you. And remember, if it ain't cute, put it on mute. You don't have to leave a bad review. (laughs) I love that. All right, kittens, I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk About It and this special episode of a little podcast swap. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed seeing a little, little bit of a different side of me and getting to know Annabelle as well, who just, she like cracks me up and she's just so stinking sweet. And again, you guys can check out her podcast, Adderall and Compliments. And she also has a new episode weekly and all kinds of really cool guests. Um, so definitely make sure to check that out. And if there are other topics that you guys 
guys want to hear, you can send me an email at ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And let me know how you guys like the podcast swaps. Um, I want to know, you know, if it's something you guys want to hear more of. And if so, then maybe I'll go on some more podcasts. But <laughs> right now I've been focusing on mine and only doing a few. So um, let me know if it's something you guys want to want me to share more of. And um, as always, love getting your reviews on iTunes. That really helps. And I love getting your feedback and knowing what you guys are liking about the show. So don't forget to leave a rating or review on iTunes. And I hope you guys have a good rest of your week and you guys can take some of the stuff from the episode today um, into your into your daily lives and um, that does it for today and I will be back next week to talk to you about something else so I'll talk to you later this podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network check out all of our shows including the Brain Candy Podcast I Don't Get It Coffee Convos and Let's Talk About It surgeons keep our hearts beating They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity.